You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric DeSob here. Excited to be joined by one of our NLC favorites, who's also now an elected official. Yasmin Imani McMorrin is here. We caught up with her a couple months ago in the midst of her campaign, and now that it's in the books, excited to have her back to hear all that happened, transpired, her thoughts or reflections. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Yasmin, is the proper greeting honorable, elected, council person? What is the best way to address you these days? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm not I'm not quite sure uh, what the formal title should be, but, but Yasmin is completely fine. We're, we're, we're old friends. <laughs> and your victory is a pretty historic one. It's something that's definitely worth noting. Give folks a little bit of a scoop on where you are in LA proper and how uh, the election itself is, yeah, a pretty historic one. Yeah, so um, Culver City is a a small town on the west side of LA. It's only uh, 5.2 miles, Uh, but it's uh, really amazing. It reminded me a lot of the town that I grew up in, and so it was really easy for me to to fall in love with it. Family-friendly, has sort of everything you need. (laughs) Um, And basically, my decision to run and and why it's historic is that um, just in 2018, it was the first time we had a, a Black council member. And that was uh, Daniel Lee. And that was historic then. And this cycle in 2020, I was able to become the first Black woman to to win a seat on our our council. So uh, we are making uh, waves and uh, making inroads. And and hopefully there'll be more first and continuing to build pipelines for more opportunity uh, for more representation for all the diverse folks that we do have in our community. So it's kind of cool. I'm pretty excited about it. And then what was the stretch like from election night to when it was actually certified, which I think was yeah the end of November, so two, three, almost yeah almost a month in between. Uh, was it a nerve-wracking experience? Was it something you felt good about? Give us a little bit of that insight on the waiting game you had to play. Yeah, I mean... I was a top getter on election night, so I wasn't super worried. So that was a little bit of privilege going in. Uh, But uh, there were eight folks who ran, and the top three vote getters uh, were the folks who were able to get seats. And uh, when the race was certified on November, I believe, 30th, uh, there was 28 votes uh, separating the third and fourth vote getters. So uh, it was very, very tight. I really went up until the last day. It was fluctuating and there were some flips. Um, But yeah, I mean, it it was kind of wild. It it just reaffirmed how much voting matters. And, you know, it's very wild that a 28 uh, vote difference decided uh, who's going to be representing us for the next, you know, four years on our council. Um, But, you know, I was very grateful. I was very surprised and humbled that, you know, I ended up not being the top vote getter. I was the second uh, vote getter, but I still almost received uh, 10,500. I think it's a little under that, but very proud um, uh, because this was the first time we had a consolidated election. Previously, I think uh, the top vote getter had about maybe six or 7,000 votes or something like that. So we really um, exceeded that. So I'm you know, proud and humbled no matter what. So, yeah. I think the last time you were on the Zag might have been early campaign or at least mid-campaign. I was curious what skills you felt like you got better at from from early stage campaigning to to the end. Was that something where you saw growth in 
how you're telling your story yourself, or was it maybe fluency with with policy? You know, what kind of evolution from beginning to end did you see in yourself as a candidate? Yeah, I mean, you know, being a first time candidate, being a different kind of candidate, being a young candidate, um, you know, we were doing <laughs> as much as we could. <laughs> so um, maximizing our digital, uh, making sure, you know, every other week I always had an event. Um, so I had connect with Yasmin's or town hall events or, you know, going to like other um, sort of community sponsored events, like being panelists on those things. Um, of course, mailers. Um, and we didn't door knock. That was a decision. I was um, very careful uh, because of COVID, but we did pay a company to do um, lit drops for um, some of our um, extra mail that we mail pieces that we had. Um, but it was really, you know, folks deciding, like neighbors deciding, hey, I'm going to get together, you know, the parents from my PTA or, you know, the neighbors in my community or, you know, um, can I host a meet and greet for you? Or can I tell, you know, can I, you know, organize some folks in my family to create uh, postcards yeah. for you? And it was really like the small touches that I really think made the difference. Um, people sharing why, you know, calling their neighbors. This is why I'm supporting Yasmin. Will you join me? I think that, I mean, of course, mail is great. You know, ads are great, but I think it's the personal touches that made the difference. Um, And, you know, we just, we couldn't let up, you know, (laughs) I I didn't have, you know, name ID or really anything. So we we had to leave it all on the field. And I'm I'm really, really proud and incredibly grateful for my team, uh, all the volunteers, uh, because we would not have been able to do it uh, without them. So we come back with Yasmin. We'll talk a little bit more about what it's like to See your name in some interesting places and hear some interesting things said about you as any candidate might have to experience. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, so I was thinking, you know, we've had a couple NLC alums run for office. Uh, You know, the one that comes to mind is Nick Melboyne, who was a 2015 NLC fellow and ran for LUSD school board, which ended up being the most expensive, at least at the time, school board race in American history. So a ton of money was flowing into both candidates' uh, coffers, and then super PACs were, were just firing off so many mailers. I, I remember uh, just, yeah, snapping photos of, of just these, these wild mailers saying Nick was was consorting with all sorts of individuals he would never consort with and all just other crazy things. I was curious uh, you know, what that experience was like for you, seeing yourself on mailers, you know, having some some opposition come out against you in, in specific ways and sometimes kind of alarming ways. Uh, yeah. Talk us through what that experience is like. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Would not recommend. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a part of it. I, I remember when I decided to run, um, you know, back in 2019 and folks were like, you know, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for running. Thank you for deciding to step up. And, you know, I was like, you know, yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> no, no, no worries. Right. Um, but when you're in the thick of it and, and when you start to um, get like, I was particularly targeted by our police union. Uh, they put a lot of money into our race. And um, just for some context, uh, Culver City, like I mentioned earlier, is a smaller town. Uh, We don't typically have like a whole lot of outside money or a whole lot of sort of negative, you know, um, that's not typically the the culture of our elections. Uh, That might be shifting because we've moved to consolidate it. But um, in any any event, in our race, it definitely got a little negative. And because I I made the decision to be responsive to community members and, um, you know, the experiences that um, BIPOC and other 
you know, individuals in our community were having with our uh, local police department. And I made the decision to um, support community calls to uh, reallocate uh, 50% of our uh, TCPD budget. Of course, not overnight uh, in collaboration with community, but we want to make sure that our community um, is safe uh, and equitable for everyone. Uh, but that welcomed a whole lot of attention. <laughs> and I was the target of a lot of negative ads from the police union, uh, particularly a few that had like a red X over my face and um, another candidate, Freddie Puza, who would have been the first uh, LGBT Q, uh, a representative on our council. Unfortunately, he fell short by just the 28 votes, um, but he was also um, targeted by uh, the police union. And it just, you know, Matt, my daughter goes down to check the mail for us and, you know, she saw, you know, she saw the mailer first and it just, you know, it just sucks. Uh, it, it sucks that, um, you know, we couldn't really, I mean, but I guess it's politics, you know, and I, at, in those moments, it was like, ugh, this, you know, this, is this all this worth it? But then you think about the families that will um, be better served, uh, be more represented because I'm, you know, on the dais and I'm thinking about them and I will hopefully be responding and crafting policy, thinking of, you know, uh, renters, thinking of folks who rely on transit, thinking of, you know, kids in our community um, in a way that, you know, maybe has not been done before. So I tried to keep that at the forefront, uh, but it, it did get really rough and uh, zero stars for sure. <laughs> and really for any elected official now going forward, top priority, of course, will be COVID and the pandemic and especially trying to save city service budgets and essential services. Uh, so I know that'll be top of priority for you. Uh, but in addition to that, what other priorities do you have? What kind of uh, things are you hoping to get done maybe in the first 100 days? Is it mostly related to housing or is it transportation is it all of the above love to hear your thoughts on how you see that going yeah so of course covid um we want to make sure that we're supporting our uh, businesses i love mm -hmm. what we've done uh in downtown culver city with the bus lane and you know um, really making our community more um you know, using our public space in, in different ways and <laughs> not, not uh, making it so car centric, which I think is the norm for many spaces. But something I'm really excited about um, is the housing element that is coming up uh, for us next year and um, thinking about how we can, you know, get some more mixed use uh, <laughs> projects in, getting some more uh, density uh, incorporated in our town because we have a really severe um, jobs and housing imbalance and we have to work on housing affordability. We have to to work on housing, just period, uh, on the west side, of course, but, you know, of course, in Culver City. Uh, so that's something I'm really excited about. And there's also some grant money for some uh, sort of transportation and um, bike infrastructure projects as well that's been coming down. And I think that, that there'll be some traction on that. And uh, folks will be able to tangibly see those, um, you know, go up in 2021. Um, so overseeing that and making sure that we're doing more on that is something that I'm really excited about. And of course, you know, the budget, <laughs> making sure that uh, we're pushing to make sure that our um, our values are really reflected by uh, the budget allocation. So that's coming up in March. Um, and I want to do all that I can to push for a more equitable Culver City. So um, those are the things. Um, and of course, I, I was the vice chair of the General Plan Advisory Committee. So we really yeah. want to make sure that um, there's someone um, great uh, to take my spot <laughs> on that committee because, uh, you know, what we're doing right now has to be in alignment um, and hopefully mirroring and, and hopefully being pushed by that general plan uh, body as well. So, 
Well, listen, so glad you came on. And I was thinking back, you know, I think you're the first candidate that I've ever supported whose lunch party I went to and then who actually won. So it's been exciting and fun to see from beginning to end the the whole experience and so excited for you. And I can't wait to see what you are able to do for Culver City. And thanks so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. If you want to keep track of other awesome people like Yasmin, make sure to follow our feed. You can get podcasts, of course, all the places you would find them, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, Google, they're all there. Check them out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.